0: Okay, it's good to be here, isn't it? It's good to be in the house of God. There's no better place to be. There's a song that says that, isn't there? (laughs) No place I would rather be than here in your house. So as we continue, let's be attentive to the word of God, to the message that God has given to each one of us today. If you can remember, so far, I spoke a month ago, and the theme of my message was based on Colossians chapter 4, verse 5, which says, Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. And as I spoke that message, I touched on the importance of the way we lived with regards to those outside the church, those who are non-believers, and we said how important it was that we live wisely, so that we had a good testimony in the world, so that we would give glory to God in our wise living, and we also saw the negative side. We said that if we lived unwisely as Christians that that would be a poor testimony and that would cast a sort of detrimental aspect to the God that we served. We would bring him into disrepute and even the scripture says that we would cause the name of the Lord to be blasphemed. So we saw how important it is as Christians, that we live wisely towards those who are outside, outside the church. So today I want to continue with that message of living wisely. I want us to look at what is wisdom, where does it come from, and why is it so important in the Christian life. if there's one thing the world needs today it's wisdom the world needs people who live wisely who do wisely who speak wisely and if there's any one who should live wisely and speak wisely surely that should be Christians not because we're better than anyone else only because that we are connected to the source of all wisdom the God of all wisdom, the only wise God. So that's what we want to do today. We want to take a look at the word of God, see what God might say to us, so that we might be encouraged to live wisely. So first of all, some definitions. What is wisdom? And what's the difference between wisdom and knowledge? Sometimes we get those two things confused. Wisdom and knowledge are both recurring themes in the Bible. They're related, but they're not synonymous. They don't mean the same thing. The dictionary defines wisdom as the ability to discern or judge what is true, right, or lasting. So wisdom is an ability that God gives. And it's the ability to discern, to distinguish, or judge, make judgments about what is true, what is right, and what is lasting, what is eternal, what's of the utmost importance. Knowledge, on the other hand, is information gained through experience, reasoning, or acquaintance. Knowledge can exist without wisdom. But wisdom cannot exist without knowledge. One can be knowledgeable, but not wise. There are many people who know a lot of things, but they're not very wise. You can have a lot of knowledge and not be wise. So wisdom is not intellectual knowledge or intelligence. Wisdom is an ability that God gives. An example, knowledge is knowing how to use a gun, wisdom is knowing when to use it and when not to use it. If you're a police officer, it's important to know the difference. (laughs) Okay, that's just an introduction so that we know what we're talking about. It's important to know what you're talking about when you're talking, isn't it? That's the wise thing to do. (laughs) So. What is godly wisdom? In other words, wisdom from a biblical perspective. It's important to have this biblical aspect of wisdom because we ought to be wise from a biblical perspective so that we can live from a biblical perspective. Wisdom is given to me by God so that I may know how to live. Not for any other reason. Not for my intelligence. Not so I may be puffed up. Not so that I may know more than other people. God gives me his wisdom, so that I might know how to live. Proverbs 16.16 16 says, How much better to get wisdom than gold? To choose understanding than silver. That's an interesting message, isn't it? Some churches think that it's better to get gold and silver. (laughs) The scripture doesn't say that. The scripture says it's better to get wisdom than gold and to choose understanding rather than silver. You see, the Bible often urges us to seek wisdom above all things. Because wisdom... Is knowing how to live from God's perspective. Wisdom is knowing and understanding how to live properly. This wisdom, this knowledge, this understanding comes from God. God gives us His wisdom so that we might know how to live. God gives us His wisdom in through and by his word and the Holy Spirit of God enables us to live according to this Word, according to this wisdom so let me repeat wisdom is living according to God's word according to God's principles according to God's truth Proverbs 4 7 says wisdom is supreme it's the highest achievement, the highest attainment. Therefore, get wisdom. Though it costs all you have, get understanding. Whatever you have, whatever you're striving for, get wisdom. It's necessary. Whatever qualifications you have, you may have very high degrees. <laughs> you may only have O-levels or CSEs. But whatever attainment you have, get wisdom. Though it costs all you have, get understanding. But the Bible teaches there are different kinds of wisdom. 1 Corinthians 3, 19-20. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness in God's sight. As it is written, this is from the book of Job. He, that is God, catches the wise in their craftiness. And again, from the book of Psalms, the Lord knows that the thoughts of the wise are futile. So there's different sorts of wisdom. There's the wisdom of this world, and there's the wisdom that comes from heaven. So Paul is saying, the wise, that is those who consider themselves to be wise, but are not, because they do not have God's wisdom, their thoughts are futile. Unsuccessful thoughts, useless thoughts. They do not achieve anything. They do not have any purpose. The wisdom of this world is useless and purposeless. So we don't need it. We need God's wisdom. So we can see there's obviously a difference between godly wisdom and worldly wisdom. Let's see what James has to say about this. The Bible speaks much about wisdom because it's so important to us as Christians. James 3, 13 to 18. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show it, or her, by his or her good deeds. By deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. That's interesting, isn't it? Humility comes from wisdom. Only wise people can be humble. And it's humble. It's wise to be humble. But if you harbour bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual of the devil. So earthly wisdom leads to bitter envy and selfish Ambition. James says, For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. The wisdom of this world leads to disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, Considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Isn't that wonderful? That's the sort of wisdom I want. Look at what it leads to. Purity. Loving peace. Being considerate. Being submissive. Being full of mercy. Full of good fruit. Being impartial, being sincere. And James says, Peacemakers who sow in peace raise a harvest of righteousness. Wisdom brings peace and raises a harvest of righteousness. Isn't that good? That's what we should be aiming for. That's what we're all seeking. To attain God's wisdom. Wisdom from a biblical perspective. Knowing how to live from a biblical perspective. Godly wisdom of course comes from God and it also honours God. Godly wisdom starts with the fear of God and results in a holy life. Proverbs 9.10 The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That's where it starts from. A knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. We can see where wisdom comes from and where understanding comes from. From a biblical perspective. Those who fear the Lord doesn't mean we are afraid of God in that sense. We are his children. But it does mean that we have a continual reverence of him. A continual awareness awareness of him. And a sincere commitment to obey him. That's what having the fear of lord is worldly wisdom on the other hand is not concerned with honoring god but only pleasing itself worldly wisdom means that i concentrate on myself godly wisdom means that i concentrate on god and on others god's wisdom causes me to be unselfish. Worldly wisdom encourages me me to be selfish. Godly wisdom also enables us to prepare ourselves for eternity. Godly wisdom has an eye on the future, not only the present. With godly wisdom, we trade earthly values for heavenly values. Godly wisdom helps me to put life into perspective. What's really important in life? It keeps my eyes fixed on the future, on the future that God has prepared for me. Isn't that good? Godly wisdom changes the focus of our lives. It shows, it tells us what's important in life, both presently and for the future. Godly wisdom helps us to recognise that we are citizens of another kingdom. And we make choices that reflect that allegiance, that loyalty. Since we are citizens of another kingdom... We live according to that kingdom. And that's a heavenly kingdom. Philippians one twenty-seven. Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. That's wisdom. Whatever happens, whatever your circumstances, whatever situation you find yourself in, Whatever the difficulties, whatever the opposition, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Now that is wisdom. Having godly wisdom means that we strive to see life from God's perspective and live and act accordingly. Wisdom is all about living, knowing how to live, how to be that's why we need God's wisdom. Wisdom from a biblical perspective. Living from a biblical perspective. As many of you know, the book of Proverbs is part of the Bible known as wisdom literature. Proverbs is full of practical instruction for life, not theoretical It's fine to have head knowledge. But we need wisdom to know how to live. We need practical wisdom. And we find it in the book of Proverbs. So if you want to know about wisdom, Proverbs is a good place to start. Proverbs was written by a wise man who was given a gift of wisdom from God. Solomon. And many of the Proverbs contrast the wise with the foolish, and warn against repeating foolish actions. Let's look at a few of those wise sayings from Proverbs. Proverbs 3.35 The wise inherit honour, but fools, he that is God, holds up to shame. The wise inherit their wisdom from God. Wisdom is a gift from God. But fools, God holds up to shame. That's interesting, isn't it? It's bad enough being held up to shame by other people. But to have God hold me up to shame, how awful is that? But God holds up the fool to shame. God makes examples of fools. Why? Because he wants to warn people, don't be foolish. Don't live foolishly. So God does hold up fools to shame. So don't be a fool. (laughs) Proverbs 14.24 says, The wealth of the wise is their crown, but the folly of fools yields folly. The wealth of the wise is their crown. Crown means reward. Wisdom is a reward. Wisdom, wise living, leads to God's rewards. The wise person receives everything that God intends for that person to receive. Because they're living according to his wisdom. But the folly of fools yields folly. You only get foolishness from foolishness. (laughs) Many people live foolishly and wonder why their lives are in such a mess. (laughs) They live foolishly and expect good to come. No. The only result of foolishness is more foolishness. So live wisely and wisdom will be your reward. Proverbs fifteen seven. The lips of the wise spread knowledge, not so the hearts of fools. Foolish speech is a product of a foolish heart. Wise people speak wisely. Foolish people speak foolishly. It's not difficult, is it? <laughs> Doesn't the scripture say, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks? You can't get wisdom from a fool. (laughs) Never. So make sure that you only listen to wise people. If you hear a wise person speaking, pay attention to what that person is saying. If you hear a fool speaking, that's the time to leave. (laughs) Don't listen. Don't entertain foolishness. All you get from a fool is more foolishness. Proverbs 23, 7 says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he, and so are his words. What we say is produced and determined by the thoughts and intents of our hearts. What comes out of our mouth is produced in our hearts. You can tell what my heart is like by what I say. And how I speak. What I say is evidence of what's in my heart. So my speech, my words. Come from my heart. That's how we know what a wonderful God we have. Because of his wonderful words. His speech. Is a product of what's in his heart. So we know. What is in God's heart heart, according to what he says. And what does he say? He says, I love you. I have loved you with an everlasting love. He says, my grace is sufficient for you. That's a product of his heart. That's how he really feels about us, according to what he says about us. So the person who says, I don't know what God is like. Only say that because they're not listening to what he's saying. If you listen to what God is saying, you'll know exactly what God is like. He speaks according to what's in his heart. But, Psalm 14.1 tells us, The fool says in his heart, there is no God. His words betray him as a fool. It's foolishness to say that there is no God. It's as foolish to say there is no God as to say that my father never existed. It's as foolish to say there is no God as to say that my father never existed. It's foolishness. But the fool says in his heart there is no God. He has no regard for God. He's talking nonsense. It's complete foolishness. If there was no God, I wouldn't exist. So to deny God is to deny my existence. And since I exist, there is a God. Because he created me. So don't be a fool. Don't be like the fools who say, there is no God. Don't disregard God. That's what a fool really does. He's disregarding God. He's disregarding God's word. He's disregarding God's revelation through scripture. And through nature. He says there is no God. But he's deceived himself. Proverbs 26, 11. As a dog returns to its vomit, so a fool repeats his folly. Not a very nice picture, is it? <laughs> but it's telling, telling us something important. Now everyone makes mistakes. But the wise learn from their mistakes and take steps to avoid repeating them. That's wisdom. Okay, we're not perfect. We do make mistakes. But wisdom is learning from my mistake and not repeating that mistake. But the foolish often make the same mistake over and over again and never learn the lesson. That's foolishness. If you've made a mistake, acknowledge it. Move on. Don't repeat your mistakes. By God's grace and with God's help, we move on. But the fool, he keeps repeating his, his mistakes all the time. He never moves on. Let's be wise. Let's live wisely. Wisdom from a biblical perspective, knowing how to live from a biblical perspective. Now, God's wisdom looks very differently from worldly wisdom. And Jesus highlighted these differences in the Sermon on the Mount, which we're doing in our Bible study at the moment. If you look through the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapters 5 to 7, that's God's wisdom. That's how to live. That's how to live in the kingdom. Let's just look at one example from Matthew five, forty three to forty five. Jesus says, You have heard that it was said, love your neighbour and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be sons and daughters of your Father in heaven. Worldly wisdom tells us, "Love your enemy, love your, sorry, love your neighbor and hate your enemy." That's worldly wisdom. But God's wisdom tells me to love my neighbor and pray for those who persecute me. It's completely different, isn't it? It's having a completely different perspective on life. People feel justified in hating other people interesting, isn't it? Because of the way they're treated, because of the way they're regarded, because of what other people say about them. People feel justified in hating other people. God says no. That's worldly wisdom. Godly wisdom says no. Love your enemy and pray for them. Completely different, isn't it? completely different perspective on life. Godly wisdom often requires us to do that which is opposite to our natural inclinations. If someone hurts me, I immediately feel, oh, I want to hurt that person. I want to get back at them. If someone says something bad about me, I naturally think, oh, I'm going to find something bad to say about them. But that's not godly wisdom. That's worldly wisdom. Godly wisdom goes against the conventional wisdom of the day. Conventional is just what's accepted, what's normally accepted, the way people normally behave. Godly wisdom opposes that. What's normal? Don't be normal. Christians aren't normal people. <laughs> Did you know that? We're extraordinary people. We're peculiar people. We're particular people. We are people who have been called out of darkness into God's marvellous light. So we live differently. We don't react according to the, world, the way the world reacts. We don't live according to the way the world lives. Godly wisdom doesn't follow the pattern of what's normally accepted or appropriate in either behaviour or conduct. Godly wisdom sets a much higher standard of behaviour. The standard that's set is that of the character of God. That's the standard we're aiming for. That's the standard we're aspiring to the character of God. Wow. (laughs) We've got a way to go, haven't we? But that's where we're going. That's what we're aiming for. To be like Jesus. Don't set the bar too low. Always set the bar high. So that you're reaching to attain that. There's no satisfaction in achieving low aspirations. If you aspire, aspirations are too low. When you achieve them, you don't get any satisfaction from them. It's only when you set the bar high and you have to strain and strive to reach there that brings fulfillment and satisfaction. So set the bar high. The bar is the character of Christ. And that's what we're aiming for. That's what we're pressing for, as Paul says. Press forward towards the mark of the high calling which is in Christ. Godly wisdom is not focused on self centeredness but it's focused on furthering the kingdom of God. Godly wisdom makes me focus upon myself. How can I better myself? How can I achieve? How can I get ahead? That's the wisdom of this world. But godly wisdom, my focus is on the kingdom of God and furthering the kingdom of God. We can only live according to godly wisdom when we're committed to God and to his word. And by following the direction and guidance of the Holy Spirit. God hasn't left us alone to work it all out. We have his word, this is God's wisdom, God has given us his wisdom that we may know how to live and as we follow scripture, as we obey his commands, as we submit to the word and to the spirit, God will guide us and we will live wisely according to godly wisdom. Ephesians 5.15-16 Be very careful then how you live not as unwise but as wise making the most of every opportunity Why? Because the days are evil God wants us to live wisely in this present generation because wisdom is needed in this present generation The days are evil and people are looking for and to wise people. And where are those wise people? Where is that wisdom? If it's not us, who will it be? Is it the government? Do you always get wisdom from the government? Don't want to get too political. (laughs) But uh, sometimes yes, sometimes no. If you want real wisdom, this is real wisdom. If you want to know how to live, this is how to live. So Paul says, be very careful how you live, not as unwise but as wise, because the world needs wise people. There's a shortage, there's a lack of wisdom in this world. You just look around and say the state the world is in. See the confusion. One minute this is right, and tomorrow that's wrong. Today this was wrong, and tomorrow it's right. That's the wisdom of this world. They go from one crisis to another. I'm not criticising anybody, that's just the way it is. Because they're not living according to God's wisdom. Of course the world is in a mess, it's bound to be. Without God's wisdom, we're lost, we're hopeless, we're bankrupt. We need God's wisdom to be able to live wisely. So as Christians, let's live wisely. Let's increase the wisdom in this world. Are you with me? I hope you are. Because the world needs it. Wisdom from a biblical perspective. Living from a biblical perspective. The primary way we gain wisdom is by learning God's word. God's word tells us what God has to say regarding the way we ought to live. What I should do. Where I should go, what I should say. Without God's guidance, it's difficult for me to know what I should do, where I should go, and what I should say. If I make those decisions on my own, using my own wisdom, I soon become lost. I soon lose my bearings. It's unwise to live according to man's wisdom. I need God's wisdom to tell me how I ought to live. It's a matter of humility, isn't it? Only a humble person can say, I really don't know how to live. You've got to be humble to say that. That takes humility. And to say, Lord, help me. I really don't know how to live. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I don't know where to, to go. Please help me, Lord. Psalm 1169. May my cry come before you, O Lord. Give me understanding according to your word. Let that be the cry of our hearts, as the psalmist cries O Lord, give me understanding. According to your word. Psalm 119, 130. The unfolding of your word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. When it says the simple, it doesn't mean those who are stupid. The simple are those who know that they lack wisdom. So the simple are quite wise, actually. They realize that they lack wisdom. And because they know this, They seek wisdom from God. That's who the simple are. They understand that they lack wisdom. So they go to God to be wise. So notice how the scripture uses the word understanding so often. It's possible to know much and yet understand very little. (laughs) Lots of people know a lot, but they understand very little. There are some very intelligent people, but when you listen to them speaking, you realise they understand very little. That's why no matter how intelligent you are, you can still make a wreck of your life. Because intelligence is not the same as wisdom. Wisdom shows me how to live. Intelligence is just a matter of knowing lots of facts and figures. No one is born wise. We must acquire wisdom from God if we are truly to be wise, and if we are truly to live wisely. Doesn't James tell us, James 1:5, "If any of you lacks wisdom that's me he, she should ask God, who gives generously, He gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him, given to her. Isn't that wonderful? If we lack wisdom, we only have to ask God. There's no need for us to lack wisdom. We go to the God of all wisdom, and he gives wisdom. And we only have to ask, James says, and God gives generously. God isn't measly with his wisdom. (laughs) He doesn't give you a spoonful of wisdom. He pours it into you. He gives generously. And he doesn't find fault. God doesn't find fault with our lack of wisdom. He only finds fault with us remaining without wisdom. You see that? God doesn't find fault with me because I lack wisdom. He finds fault with me because I don't ask for it and I live without it. Isn't God good? Isn't God generous? Mm -hmm. Psalm 119, 98 and following. The psalmist says, Your commands make me wiser than my enemies for they are ever with me. My enemies are ever with me So I need God's commandments to be ever with me. If I'm to overcome my enemies, and I do have at least one enemy, we can be sure of that. We need God's wisdom to overcome that enemy. He seeks to destroy us. To steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's why we need God's wisdom. And God's commands make me wiser than my enemy. The psalmist says, I have more insight than all my teachers, for I meditate on your statutes. I have more understanding than the elders, for I obey your precepts. Now it's good we have teachers, we have elders, and we respect them. We respect our teachers, we respect our elders. But the psalmist says, Even so, God can give each of us insights. God can give each of us understanding. And all we have to do is meditate on God's word. Meditate on God's statutes. And then obey those commands. It's interesting. It says that the psalmist says he has understanding because I obey your commands. That's an interesting way of putting it. The obedience comes first, then the understanding. Some people say, I'll only obey God when I understand what he's doing and what he's saying and why he wants me to do it. The psalmist says, if you obey, then you'll understand. Sometimes we have to do what God says, whether we understand it or not. And it's only afterwards we say, ah, that's why God says so. So obedience quite often leads to understanding. Don't wait till you understand everything before you obey. (laughs) You'll never obey because you'll never understand everything. Obey God before you understand what he's telling you and why he's telling you. Just trust him. He knows what he's doing. Obedience leads to understanding. You don't have to understand before you obey. Be like the psalmist. He was a man after God's own heart. So he knows what he's talking about. Wisdom from a biblical perspective. Living from a biblical perspective. We're going to finalise. Let's look through and sum up. Colossians 3.16 Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. That's this word. As you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom. We can only teach according to God's wisdom. We can only admonish one another according to God's wisdom. And we do that as we sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in our hearts to God. Immersion in God's Word not only produces wisdom but a heart of worship and thanksgiving. So what's worship and thanksgiving got to do with the wisdom? Isn't that another theme, another subject? Has Randolph forgotten what he's really speaking about? Let's look at that. The heart of worship becomes fertile soil for the Word of God To be implanted. And the heart of worship becomes fertile soil for the seeds of wisdom to grow. Let me read that again. The heart of worship becomes fertile soil for the Word of God to be implanted. And the heart of worship becomes fertile soil for the seeds of wisdom to grow. Isn't that interesting? So if you want God's wisdom to be implanted in you, if you want God's word to grow in you, have a heart of worship. Those who worship God make themselves open to God's word and to God's wisdom. Why? Because first of all, those who worship God recognize who God is, acknowledge who he is, and they're open to him, They're relating to God as they should. Those who do not worship God do not really know God. If you know God, you must worship God. So worship is important to knowing God. And knowing God is important to receiving his wisdom and receiving his word. So that's an encouragement to all of us to worship God. Listen to the prayer of Jesus. This is John 17, 17, as he prays on behalf of his disciples, both then and now. Jesus says, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. God's wisdom comes to us by God's truth, according to the word of God. This is God's word. This is God's truth. This is how wisdom comes. According to God's word. According to God's truth. And Jesus wants us as his followers. To be set apart in the, from the world. Not because we're better than the world. Not because we look down on people. But he wants us to be set apart from the world. So that we can make wise choices. Make wise decisions so that we might live godly lives. That's what God wants to do with us and to us. That's what he's calling us today to be and to do. To set ourselves apart. Not so that we may ignore people, but so that we can deal with people wisely. When I have God's wisdom, then I really know how to deal with people. I know how to properly relate to people. That's what God is looking for. He's looking for people who seek his wisdom. Who seek his understanding. Who know how to relate to people. Who know how to speak to people. Who speak wisely. Who live wisely. And we can only do this when his word lives in each one of us. Let's close with Proverbs 2. Have you heard what God is saying? Is it making sense? God wants his people to live wisely because the world needs it. That's what the world is looking for. It's looking for wise people. People who really know how to live. Proverbs 2, 1-6. My son, my daughter, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turn in your ear to wisdom and apply in your heart to understanding, and if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth, from his word, come knowledge and understanding. For the Lord gives wisdom, from his mouth, from his word, come knowledge and understanding.